Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games every Wednesday on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys. Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Me too. Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, stands for Level Down Games, offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box and all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Alright man, it's the end of the month! And we all know what that means. It's time. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's radio hour. Time, 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 time. Exactly. Uh, set to Vader's theme. It is now <laughs> time for another rendition of Radio Hour. Volume 7, to be exact. We're seven months in to BG Mania. It's kind of kind of fun when you think about it like that. So, Our little babies is growing up so fast. Yeah, it's already seven months old. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, so Volume 7 for Radio Hour. Obviously, for those just joining us for the very first time ever here at BG Mania, Radio Hour is a concept where it's just an eclectic mix of music brought to you by Frank, myself, Jessica, and a fan pick. So Frank and I both come prepared with five tracks each to share with one another and to share with you. And then Jessica picks a track, and as of the last couple months, a fan has been picking a track. And grand total, we do 12 tracks every radio hour. It's a lot of fun. Um just having a ball so our opening track there is your first pick what did you bring us in with that was into the wilderness from wild arms which which when you when you sent me this and said that you were picking this i was insanely impressed that you picked a wild arms track because you were not a jrpg guy by any means not really in fact uh when you said to me i was like why would he why to be so surprised it's because i know wild arms from the anime right but we don't pick uh, anime stuff here on the show well I know from the anime, but I actually have played this game. Okay. Um, I can't say I've gotten far in this game. Right. I play, I, 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 luckily, I, luckily, this is the track you first hear when you start this is, the game. This, yeah, so. this is the first, this is the first you, thing you hear. You, you don't have I, to get far to hear this track. This, 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 <laughs> the song endured, and the song is also used in the, uh, the anime. Of course it is. It's like the main Wild Arms theme. Um, but this, this was composed by uh, Michiko Naruke. Okay. Uh, who is, of course, known for uh, her, her claim to name is the Wild Arms series, but she's also... Uh, one of the main composers for the Super Smash Brothers uh, from 3DS Wii U. Uh, eventually, she'll be on the... She's on the Nintendo team now, so I'm sure she'll be on the next one. Yeah, the port of the, uh, the Wii U version to the Switch. Probably. Uh, <laughs> of course she'll be on that one, because she already did the music for it. But yeah, uh, Wild Arms for the Uninitiated is a Japanese RPG with the Western theme uh, setting. So. Wild Arms is a Japanese RPG that needs to make a freaking comeback. I can't believe Sony has been sitting on this franchise for year after year it's, after year after year after year after year. We'll, we'll, we'll see Wild Arms 5 eventually. I don't I don't think so. And it would be Wild Arms 6. Are you sure? I think so. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comment box below. There, there is a good chance I could be wrong. I could be mixing it up with... Uh, 
Suikoden, because I know, uh, which we learned how to pronounce not that long ago. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Suikoden actually did make it through the fifth entry, and that one we are waiting on um, the, the sixth entry, if and when it ever does happen. Uh, Wild Arms here, I'm, I'm live checking it just to see it, because you could be right, I could be wrong. Um, wow, it's taking forever, like... Wikipedia doesn't have a list of the games here. Here we okay, go. Okay, okay. I'm actually, we're both wrong. It, it'll be Wild Arms 7. <laughs> no, because XF is not a number title. It would be Wild Arms 6, so I was right. You're wrong. No. No, because there's Wild Arms, there was Ultra Code F, which again doesn't count, because that's a remake of the first Wild Arms, which was released on PlayStation 2. Oh, then so we, it'll be 8. Okay. Then we have Wild Arms 2, 3, 4, and 5, uh, which is what I thought. I thought we would be waiting on Wild Arms 6. I knew I wasn't wrong. I, I'm usually not wrong about my JRPGs. But, uh, good pick. I like that track. Wild Arms XF is not a mainline franchise, or mainline series game, so it doesn't count for numbered series. So next one will be eight. Next one will be, yeah, six. When and if it happens. And, uh, Sony, please make it happen. Media Vision's still out there, man. Media Vision was the developer of Wild Arms. They recently made Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2 Hacker's Memory, which is what I'm currently playing right now. They're still a Steam, uh, a Steam. They're still a team. They're still out there making things. So all it's going to take, man, just give them money, have them make Wild Arms 6. And while you're at it, have level five, make Dark Cloud three. But, there you uh, go. <laughs> okay, let's let's <laughs> let's move on to my first pick. This is actually going to be from a game that's actually a re the remake of this game is launching here soon, and it's the reason I picked a track from this game today. So, from Shadow of the Colossus, we have the Opened Way. And that was The Opened Way from Shadow of the Colossus. It was composed by Ko Otani. Uh, video game-wise, he's only done a few things, man. He obviously did Shadow of the Colossus back in 2005. He did Sengoku Basara 3 in 2010. He did some tracks for Diablo, uh, Diablo 3 in 2012. He did 
Heavy Metal Thunder in 2005, same year as Shadow of the Colossus. He did Sky Odyssey in 2001, and then he did Philosoma in 1995. A majority of his stuff does come from the anime side of things, though. He is mostly an anime composer. Uh, funny enough, he composed Wild Arms Twilight Venom, the anime for that. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, so, <laughs> I can't tie it together. There we so, go. So, so kind of funny how, how he actually did do that, yeah. Um, but he, he on the anime side, he did some work on the Mobile Suit Gundam series, uh, Gundam Wing, Popo LaCroix, Zoids, Overdrive, Ghost Slayers, Asashi, or Yashi. Uh, and then a whole bunch of others. He, he did a lot of the stuff for Dot Hack too on the anime side. Um, but yeah, dude, just a, a well a well rounded composer. Um, I've definitely heard a lot of his stuff. He obviously for the most part he for video games he's known for Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus has such an amazing soundtrack. And as of right now, because the remake does launch on February sixth on the PlayStation Four, Blue Point Games is remastering or remaking that one completely from the ground up for for PS Four for Sony. It looks so good. Uh, one thing I did note here that uh, I'm not sure that they're using the same music from the original Shadow of the Colossus. So oh, wow. if it because uh, under under his credits it doesn't show that he's working on the remake. So that might be someone else that is just it might obviously be the same tracks, but someone else re-recording them or or you know what I mean, like kind of remastering them so yeah. to speak. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I'm very excited to check out the remaster of Shadow of the Colossus. It comes out literally next week, February 6th. I cannot wait. Um, that that is a day one purchase for me, and I, I would definitely. That that song took me back, like just instantly. That's the first thing I told. That's the first thing I told you. As soon as I kicked it, I was like, "Oh wow, this takes me back." Yeah, I still have my original copy upstairs of Shadow of the Colossus on the PlayStation Two. Uh, so many, so many of my friends have actually borrowed that actual, that literal copy of my game because it, it's one of those things that you just had to experience. Um, obviously, this is from Team Eco, the same team that did. Uh, Eco and The Last Guardian, uh, they, their their games are so emotional. Their games are so compelling. And yes, I've already played through Shadow of the Colossus, but I am eagerly anticipating playing through the remake again. Just I, I want to see this thing now in, in full HD, in full you know graphics with today's technology. I think it's going to be stellar. I really do, and and I can't I, wait to check it out. You know I me; mean? I'm usually against remakes of games, but this is one of those ones that 100% deserved it. Yeah, it did. And, and like I said, I'll be picking this up as well. There's not all, even a question on my mind. All games deserve remakes when it's all said and done. Even no. even Ball 3D. Balls 3D and and and, and uh, tag team wrestling us. Yes, dude, can you imagine a modern day tag team wrestling? No, I don't want to. It would be like the WWE 2K game on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, what's your next pick? Well, well, that's a good transition actually for me. Okay, because I want. Because for the, the, the WWE game on the Switch, it should be sent straight to hell. <laughs> okay. uh, so I picked a nice evil track from one of my favorite PC games of all time. Okay. This is the Horned Reaper from Dungeon Keeper.
And that was the Horned Reaper from Dungeon Keeper. PC Masterpiece. PC, uh, Master, PC Master Race. Uh, that was composed by Russell Shaw. <laughs> someone, uh, we, had, someone we just heard not that long ago. Did we not? Yeah, yes. Yeah, we picked some music from his. Uh, he, he worked in the Fable series. Um, yeah. He actually, so, uh, he worked with my hero, my the, the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Molyneux. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, well, from, he, well, he is. He's definitely a man. Yes, but he's he's not not nearly a myth or a legend. Um, more like a liar, a liar, and uh, yeah, he he hypes himself up as a, as a myth or a legend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to overpromise you with all and everything that the, this Peter Molyneux. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so Shaw composed the soundtracks. He, he did the soundtracks for Syndicate, okay. Theme Theme Park, uh, Magic Carpet, of course, Dungeon Keeper. Then, then uh, in '97, when uh, Bullfrog Games, uh, when Peter Molyneux left, they went over and he joined him in uh, Lionhead Studios, and Shaw did all the music with Lionhead as well. He's the, he's their main composer. Okay. But I I, ha- I just remember playing Dungeon Keeper back on the PC. It was just so fun. Yeah, this um, this is a game I haven't played. So uh, tell me tell me about it. It's, it's right up your alley. It's you're build. It's it's dungeon building, obviously. But sure. You, you play, you play as the Reaper himself. You're not actually seen on screen. Is he? A, like, is he a Horned Reaper? He's a Horned Reaper. He's, he's the over, he's Overlord. That's, of, why, of the, that's why the track is called the Horned Reaper, right? It make, makes sense, doesn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And and you're you're building up minions and you're building up you know traps and areas because eventually people can try to come and steal your treasure and you want to kill them. Sure. Uh, and it, there's a lot of strategy involved, uh, top down, very much like uh, like populists or okay. Sims. Sure. Uh, isometric. That's what that's called. Isometric is the word. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool features is uh, your, your enemies automatically fight, but at, so, since you are the Horned Reaper, you are the, the Overlord, you could actually possess one of your minions oh, at, really? cool. at any time, and you could actually fight through them if you wanted to, like or, or see things through their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, I spent many an hour playing this game. This cool. game also took into account your computer's actual time so playing it at nighttime was oh, that's uh, neat. Game that's neat. Uh, uh you know d- during the daytime your vampires might be weak at nighttime they're stronger full moons granted kinds of bonuses yeah it's when your werewolves would show up it was it was really cool like that that's cool um the big question though can you play as coolio in this game that would make this game one hell of a fantastic voyage <laughs> oh man had to do it had to do it but uh, he found his way back into a radio. Hour, found his, found his slide, slide, slippity slide his way right back into a found, radio. Hour. Found his way back in, baby. He's still here. He's still here. The spirit of Coolio lives on in in BG Mania history, never going away. That's gonna be. We spent most of our lives living in this Coolio paradise. I know, I know, gangster paradise indeed. But uh, no, dude, that that was a killer track. Very evil sounding. I love, I love the way that the guitar was used there. Um, great sounding track. I, I really enjoyed that one. That was cool. Definitely evil, which you are indeed. You are very evil. Am I evil? I am, man. You are evil. Okay. Not the NJPW evil. You're just evil in general. Not that evil. I happen to think that I'm probably the nicest person on Earth. And Uh, I will crush anybody who says anything differently. So so I can kind of get why Peter Molyneux is your favorite guy, because just like him, you're a liar. (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I I've made it known on many a fact that I aspire to be as great a liar as Peter Molyneux. I know, but uh, I, I like that you picked that as your second track because from from one horror based game, I'm going to go to another. Ooh. So so this is actually from the Bloodborne DLC, the Old Hunters, 
we're going to be playing a track called Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower.
And that was Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower from Bloodborne, the Old Hunters DLC. This was composed by Yuka Kitamura. Uh, she She's actually, I think she's in-house over at From Software uh, because a lot of the things she's done, I mean, she's she did the Armored Core game, uh, Armored Core Verdict Day. She did Dark Souls 2, she did Dark Souls 3, and obviously she did Bloodborne. So she, she's in-house over at... Um, over at From Software. Very talented, very talented composer. I, I love what she's done. Obviously, Dark Souls 2, 3, and Bloodborne have fantastic soundtracks. I could listen to them all day. Bloodborne especially. I think Bloodborne is one of the strongest soundtracks to exist on PlayStation 4 still to this day. Um, and obviously, being part of the Soul series, I, I'm a huge fan of Bloodborne, just like I'm a huge fan of Dark Souls. Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower, probably, probably my favorite boss from the DLC. I don't know that it would be my favorite boss from the game itself, but my favorite boss from the DLC that was released after the fact. Um, again, that DLC was called The Old Hunters. And she she's a three-phase boss fight, much like a lot of other boss fights in, in Dark Souls. But, uh, dude, she's just just crazy-looking boss. I just absolutely love it. And that track playing in the background when you're fighting her is beyond amazing and beyond epic. It's so good. No, it sounds like an epic boss battle, like... And, and generally, honestly, dude, most of the most of the boss battles in Bloodborne are epic boss battles. I mean, even with Dark Souls, most of them really are because they're just so over the top. You know, these bosses are gigantic and you have to time your movements. You have to time your dodges. You have to time your strikes. Everything about these games is just so strategic. And I, I don't want to say luck based because, I mean, people can get through these games without taking a single hit. I mean, that's something that 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 streamers do on Twitch. They do these no hit runs for these games. And it's insane to watch them do it and actually pull it off successfully. Um, but man, these just this this fight in particular. Love it. Absolutely love it. And that fight there with the with the, the, the chorus in the background, this instrumentation being used, it feels like it's picked straight from a medieval church. Love it. It's so good. But, um, I, I, I love the dark evil vibes of this one. That was a definite compliment to the Horn Reaper. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, definitely, it was fun following up your track with with another evil one, uh, all the same. But uh, from from a one another evil track, we're gonna go to another one. So so we're going from the Horn Reaper. We had Bloodborne, and now, well, while it isn't necessarily a an evil track, the the composer behind this track is definitely known for a lot of evil things. Uh, this is coming to us. This is our fan pick for this episode of Radio Hour. And, and as I mentioned, I gave a shout out to these guys uh, on a previous episode of, of BG Mania after this track was submitted. Um, so once again, shout out to the BGM Podcast Fans Facebook group over on Facebook. This track is actually coming to us from The Messenger. And he said, hey, BG Mania, I have been loving your show and found out about you guys on the BGM Podcast Fans Facebook group. I want to request the track Shatterhail from the game Killer Instinct. Hope you guys enjoy it. So again, this is from Killer Instinct. Now this is season one of the Killer Instinct. This is the new Killer Instinct, um, the one that Microsoft is doing for the Xbox. So from Killer Instinct season one, the track is called Shatterhail. Thank you. 
And that was Shatterhale, which is also known as Glacius's theme, from Killer Instinct Season 1, sent to us from The Messenger over at the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook group. Uh, obviously, pretty easy to tell which composer that was, but uh, that's coming to us from the legendary Mick Gordon. Uh, does a lot of work with Bethesda, so I mean, he's the composer behind Doom, the Wolfenstein, the New Order, Wolfenstein, the Old Blood, Wolfenstein Two, the New Colossus. He did the music for the reboot of Prey. Uh, obviously, he did the stuff for Killer Instinct. He did some work on Lawbreakers. Uh, what else has he done? He's done Nicktoons, Attack of the Toybots. That was his very first ever game back in 2007. Uh, uh, the Mar- Marvel Superhero Squad games. Do they have good music? I, I, I'm not familiar. Yeah, they did. They actually did. Uh, I mean, I, really, dude, I, I think that he really came into his own with the Killer Instinct soundtrack. I mean, that that was like the thing. He did that back in 2013 for Microsoft. And then from there, he just started working with Bethesda, doing Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, Doom, which won the award for Best Music and Sound Design at the Game Awards back in 2016. I will never forget his, his concert or his live stage performance from that show the game awards 2016 where he did that song from doom because it was just so evil and so epic at the same time that's why i said that he kind of has evil intentions oh he was, it was the best it was the best thing ever to watch that yeah because obviously composing doom like you just have to tap into this otherworldly type of a persona that you have or another worldly type of being just to uh just to even i don't even know how to describe it but if you haven't seen that yet go check it out i'm sure there's a there's a video of it on youtube uh, of his performance of one of the Doom tracks from the Game Awards back at 2016, it's amazing, dude. And, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mick Gordon. I can't wait to see what else he does in the uh, in the industry because, for being active since 2007, I mean he's been active for a little over 10 years now. He doesn't have a whole lot of games under his belt, and that's kind of neat because he, he's very picky and he picks and chooses what he wants to uh, what he wants to work on. Um, you know, he utilizes this broad range of modern musical sound and. All these weird composition techniques that he does. and he, he likes to obviously explore outside of the box. That there was dubstep. Um, something that we you know we don't traditionally hear in, in the Wolfenstein games. Or we don't traditionally hear in the Doom games. So it, it's really, really neat that uh, that he's able to do stuff like that. So fantastic track, Messenger. I really awesome, enjoyed that track. Awesome pick. Yeah, Absolutely re- stellar. Really, really, really enjoyed that track. And uh, if you want to submit a track just like the Messenger did to us here at BG Mania... Feel free to reach out to us, bgmania at leveldowngames.com. You could submit tracks for Radio Hour episodes. You could submit tracks for themed episodes. You could submit tracks whenever you want. Uh, if we get enough tracks submitted at a time, we'll even do a completely fan-picked episode if, if we have enough tracks to do it. We keep saying that. Um, so, yeah, definitely. We always we always take one fan track for, for Radio Hour. If we start getting a lot, we'll end up probably taking more. But uh, we always, for now, are taking one fan track for each episode of Radio Hour. But then, as we mentioned, for some of our themed episodes, if fan submissions fit the theme, we'll definitely play those there, too. So, bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Feel free to reach out for us. We always need more submissions. But uh, I think you're up, man. What do you got next for us? You know what? I don't really highlight arcade games all that often. I'm going to remedy that. Okay. This song is called Conditioned Reflex, and this is from Sega Rally Championship.
and that was Conditioned Reflex from Sega Rally Championship. Nice rocking tune there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I went, I went through quite a bit of uh, the, the catalog for the arcade favorites that I had. Right. I was like, uh, I definitely settled upon this one. Uh, this was composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Okay. Uh, an in-house composer for uh, for Sega. Uh, most well known for the Virtua Fighter series. Oh, okay. Uh, also, the Daytona USA. Uh, he also worked on Shenmue along with many, many others. Yeah, Shenmue has a vast range of composers that worked on the, the on those two games. Uh, his most recent game uh, was actually the, he's the main composer for Daytona Championship uh, USA 2017. So the latest one out in the arcades right now. Okay, cool. I actually didn't know they were still making those games in the arcades. Oh, they are, and they're fun as hell. Well. I don't really have an arcade anywhere in the vicinity of me, so I don't know. Like, I, I don't have an arcade that's that's even close to me, I don't believe. No Dave & Busters? No. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, at least not at least not within a, a range that I'm willing to drive to go play an arcade game. And, yeah. I, and I mean, I, I'd be willing to drive like 30, 40 miles, and I, I just don't think there is one nearby. We got, we got tons of them out here on Long Island. Really? All I represent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made its way into an episode. You're welcome. Uh, just, no yeah, more, so- just, just no more Toys R Us, though. More Toys R Us. Well, there are some Toys R Us, but stop breaking my heart, Brian. Uh, <laughs> Don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, I want that nice rockin' arcade tune. Yeah, no, that was a good pick. I like that one. And I, like I said, I like the... I feel like uh, you've got a lot of guitar picks this time. Well, so far, two. Well, there's probably a third to come up. Uh, <laughs> What can I say? I likes what I likes. I feel like you're uh, very one-dimensional this episode. Very one-dimensional. No, I promise you that when we finish off, you're going to see a different side of Frank. Very, very, very well. It's hard, to, it's hard to see a different side of Frank. That's all I'll say. Why? Why is it hard? Do you, do you, want, you want to ask? Because I'm like an onion. I have layers. But uh, for, for my next pick, I'm going to go with something that I'm currently playing. And I always kind of like to do that kind of stuff. So I actually have two picks from games that I, that I recently played. But one of them I'm still currently playing. And uh, that's Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2 Hacker's Memory. Uh, this, this track here is so good. It reminded me of something immediately. If you're listening to this, you might be able to pick up on it. If you don't know, I'll tell you when we come back. So again, from Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2 Hacker's Memory... The track is called Ya Cyber Sleuth.
And that was your Cyber Sleuth from Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2 Hacker's Memory. It was composed by Masafumi Takata. And if that name doesn't mean anything to you, maybe you have heard that track somewhere before. I know I have. Um, Sound, sounds a lot like Dang and Rumpa to me. Well, yeah, because I told you. Um. <laughs> wow. Brian likes is a shatter illusion. Yeah, shatter, shatter hail from a, from a previous track submitted by a fan. Um, no, Matsufumi Takata obviously is the composer of the Danganronpa franchise. I think I think that's definitely like his most well-known stuff that he's done for the most part because Danganronpa is a very, very well-known franchise going forward. But um, it really sounds like to me that that, because he obviously did the music for Hacker's Memory here that I'm currently playing on the PS4, it really sounds like he took the main theme from the first Danganronpa and then just kind of put some twists and turns on it with a little bit of different instrumentation in the background and called it a day. And that's okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that because the track is so good. And I actually sent you a link to the Danganronpa main theme that I'm talking about after the fact. And it's different enough that you can definitely tell it's different. But I love, and I actually played this for Jessica the other day when I was picking my tracks. And I, I called her in here because she's a huge fan of Danganronpa. And I start without telling her, I was like, hey, just check, listen to this track. What do you think? And uh, without telling her what it was from or anything, she's like, ah, oh, it's from Danganronpa. I was like, actually, no, it's not. But, I mean, she instantly picked up on it, too. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Masafumi Takata, obviously, he did, obviously, the music for Danganronpa. And he's doing the music for Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2. But he also did the music for some, he did some of the tracks for Super Smash Brothers on 3DS and Wii U. That's another game that has just a ton of composers behind it. It is. Everybody um, has a credit on that game. Yeah, just another game that has a ton of composers behind it. Uh, Matsubi Takata also does a lot of the tracks for the Earth Defense Force series. He did Earth Defense Force 2025. Uh, he did Vanquish, that game on the 360 and PS3, which is actually pretty good. Uh, he did Beat Mania. He did Infinite Space. Um, he did music for Super Smash Bros. Brawl. He does music for No More Heroes. Uh, which is good, getting a uh, getting another release here on the Switch sometime in 2018 with Travis Strikes Back. So definitely, definitely, he did God Hand. So he, he God obviously, Hand a great game. God Hand is a great game. Uh, he, his, his, his talents are definitely spread out as well. Um, love his work, man. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Masafumi Takata. He's, he's definitely a guy that I want to spotlight at some point in the next 10 years of what we have planned for spotlight episodes here on BG Mania. Uh, his name is definitely on the list. It's been on the list for a while. Uh, love that track, though, man. And Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2 is a great track. Or, I'm not sorry, a great track. It has great music, obviously. But it's a great game, and I'm currently playing through it for review at Level Down Games. Um, so check that out, leveldowngames.com, and our YouTube channel. Our review will be up at some point in the next week or so. Um, but great track, man. Love it. Absolutely love it. What do you got next? I'm taking you back to my favorite series. Okay. Okay. And that is the Mega Man series. Okay. And when I think of Mega Man, for me, the only one track that stands out, other than Dr. Wily's theme, and that's, that's, a, that's something for another another episode. But for my favorite boss in all of Mega Man, Mega Man 2, this is Bubble Man's theme.
that was Bubble Man from Mega Man 2. Uh, produced by the legendary Takakashi Tataishi. Does all the music for all the Mega Mans. Yes. And they're um, all good tracks for the most part. All good tracks. Um, this one just, it's always stuck out to me because it was always my favorite level. Uh, I've heard the song thousands of times because it's not an easy level. No, not by any uh, means. You hit them spikes, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to, as I said, this counts as a guitar track in the loosest of sense. It's a mini guitar. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I get your reasoning there. Nice little rocking tune. Uh... I cannot wait for the new Mega Man to come out. You have no idea. Yeah, Mega Man 11 slated to come out later this year for PS4, Switch, and uh, Xbox One and PC. Um, definitely excited to try that out. I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping it's good. Like I said, um, you definitely want to keep expectations in check when it comes to Mega Man 11. But uh, from what we've seen so far, it, it seems promising and it seems pretty good. Uh, I'm definitely going to give it the benefit of the doubt. So we'll have to see see how it goes. Um, but no, that, that that's a killer track there. And, uh, you know, for... We, we've been discussing breaking up our Revisiting the Classics episodes. Obviously, we're focusing on Final Fantasy until Final Fantasy is done. But instead of just moving JRPG to JRPG to JRPG to JRPG, we're talking about breaking up the episodes with other games in between them. And one of the series we're tossing around doing is Mega Man, which would be easy to do because those games are not extremely long. I mean, two to three hours max per game. So that that's easy to do a couple per episode, which, which I think would be fun. So we might want to definitely play around with that in the future. But uh, no, great pick, man. I like that. And, and we'll definitely be hearing a lot more of Mega Man in the future here on, on VG Mania because Mega Man's a great series to pull music from, for sure. It's one of the best. My, one, one of my personal favorites. I know it is. I know it is. You are the Blue Bomber himself, wearing your blue shirt and all. This, this is an audio-only podcast, Brian, so no one knows what color shirt I'm wearing. I can see your blue shirt, and that's all that matters. But uh, all right. Well, obviously, this past Sunday... We put up a bonus episode for Cuphead, um, and we did 20 tracks, so go check that out if you didn't actually listen to it yet. A bonus episode posted on January 28th, this past Sunday. That was Frank's pick for the month of January. So so my, my pick for the month of February in terms of a bonus episode, I started thinking about it, and I recently finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I've been so excited to share some of these tracks with you. Because I really feel like this is an extremely strong soundtrack. Everything that I've heard in this game is just amazing. So my pick for the bonus episode for February, we're going to be focusing on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We're going to have 20 tracks. I've already picked them all out. Uh, we're going to do 20 tracks from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at some point in February. Now, the bonus episodes don't have a set date. It's just whenever we can afford to do it, whenever we can set aside time to you know schedule time to record the episode. So at some point in February, you'll have that bonus episode. But um, for now... I couldn't wait to share this one with you. So I had to pick a track from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for this edition of Radio Hour. This one here is called, again, it's from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. The track is called Indeline Praetorium Night Version.
has no place to dream must we go And that was the Indeline Praetorium night version from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Obviously, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, mostly composed by the legendary Yasunori Mitsuda. Obviously, I played a lot of stuff from him on the podcast. I'm such a big fan of Yasunori Mitsuda. He's someone that we're going to sp- uh, spotlight in the future as well. But uh, obviously, like I said, he's just been involved with so many different RPGs in the past. Xenoblade, Valkyria Revolution, Stella Glow... He's working on the Edge of Eternity uh, indie game coming up soon. He does the Inazuma 11 series. Um, he's worked on so many different things, man. Yasunori Mitsuda, obviously best known for, though, Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Um, this track is absolutely gorgeous. It's and a beautiful song. It's, a, it's amazing when I tell you this. It's a town theme in this game. So, so the Indeline Praetorium is, is a town in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it's also the town where the Praetor lives, and the Praetor is basically like Xenoblade Chronicles 2's rendition of the Pope, so to speak. So the Indeline Praetorium is like Vatican City, and when, when you get here, obviously, no spoiler content, no, I'm not going to dive into what the story's going on, but you're, you're walking through this place, and it's just very holy, very gorgeous, um, you know, this just giant church type of setting. Uh, but but within it is a, a, a robust and living town. Like, people live here. So, you know, you can shop for new weapons. You can shop for uh, accessories. You can do your, you know, get stuff for your pouch. And so this is a town. And there's two, like, in every version, every town in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, just like uh, a couple couple episodes back when we played one from the uh, Torgoth town, uh, I played the day version. There's a night version of Torgoth as well, just like there's a day version of the Indeline Praetorium. Um, the day version and the night version are very similar in every single town. The night versions are just generally a little bit slower, a little bit different instrumentation. The night version and the Underline Praetorium with these with these gentlemen singing in this 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 choral ensemble blows away the day version of the same track. It's just so good. Uh, Yasunori Mitsuda did such good work, and Team Ace did such good work on the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 soundtrack. Um, and it's really cool because they got a very famous choral ensemble band from Ireland to do the the vocals for this and a lot of other tracks that have chants and, and that kind of stuff in the game called Anunia. Uh, Anunia is a, a great, 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 great band that I've actually went and explored after listening to the soundtrack. They have just the type of stuff that we like, that Gregorian chant type of feel. I know you and I are both big fans yeah. of that type of music. So just shouts out to them, man. They did such a good work on this soundtrack. It's just beautiful. Um, and I have a lot of other stuff like that to play in this bonus episode of BG Mania coming up in February, but um, a lot of other stuff too, like the really rocking stuff that Yasunori Mitsuda's good at. So it's, it's going to be a great bonus episode when we have a chance to do it. But uh, I, I couldn't wait to share that one with you because I knew you would fall in love with that track. Absolutely. I'm actually hyped now for this bonus episode. Yeah, I, I absolutely knew you would fall in love with that one. But uh, all right, man, let's move on to Jessica's pick for this episode of Radio Hour. She actually is picking something from one of her favorite franchises of all time. So let's let's pass the mic over to her so she can talk about it. And we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, it's Jessica from Leveled on Games. Um, For my pick this month on Radio Hour, I decided to pick the Uncharted main song. Um, It's actually going to be from the second soundtrack. Um, You know, I've always been a fan of action adventure games. 
and why Brian has not picked the soundtrack because it's freaking amazing, just blows my mind. Um, so I'm going to, of course, do it justice and pick it for myself. Um, you know, and I really do hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I do. It's a fantastic series. Naughty Dog did a great job with it. And, you know, I hope that they continue on with Chloe's stories because she was also an extremely impressive character. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great time listening. And that was Nate's theme from Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. Obviously coming to us from Jessica. Thanks again for the track pick. I uh, love what you had to say. The composer for that one, Greg Edmondson. Um, obviously, this this is probably the most well-known Uncharted song. And it's probably, probably one of the best. Um, he's just... Greg Edmondson, what he managed to do with with this track is just amazing. And it's, it's awesome because... The only three games he ever composed was Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. That's it. Um, he he did... He really didn't even do that much stuff in terms of compositions in general. Like, if you look at his television stuff, he's the composer for Firefly. He's also the composer for King of the Hill. Um, but King of the Hill has some good music. King of the Hill has some decent music. Most of, most of his stuff comes from the film industry. He was the composer for Bounty Killer, Montana Amazon, Skyrunners, My First Christmas Tree, uh, Lucky Town, Gary the Rat, Undercover Angel. Nothing, nothing that really is jumping nothing. out to me like that, that, I, that I'm recognizing. So it's interesting because I, I really feel like he's most prominently known for Uncharted. It has to be. Maybe Firefly, maybe King of the Hill. But um, Uncharted, I really feel like, is where he definitely, I feel like, did his best work. Because I love the soundtracks for Uncharted. And, and as Jessica mentioned there when she was talking, I'm sure, um, she's, she's the one that actually ended up getting me to play the Uncharted franchise. Because Uncharted is not a series that I had played prior to meeting her. And, you know, she had played all of them up to the, up to the point where they released. And I, I eventually did play them as well. And I absolutely love them. It's, it's a fantastic franchise. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, for whatever reason, I just did not get around to playing the Uncharted games when they first came out. 
uh, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, the Uncharted, the Uncharted games, definitely soundtracks I want to explore in the future. I would like to maybe do an episode at some point in the future for BG Mania dedicated to the trilogy of Uncharted, where we just pick tracks from it because I think those soundtracks are very, very strong. Absolutely, I love the Uncharted series. Yeah, I definitely think that that's something we're going to do in the future, just because, uh, just hearing that track, obviously gave me goosebumps that track is so good just hearing it lot perform live like with on like when when orchestras do it too it, it's amazing um love that track so so great pick thanks again um we've got two tracks left for today's episode we're already getting to the close of this one what are you going to close out with i figured i wanted to close out strong with one of my favorite series okay this song is never forget from halo 3 And that was Never Forget, but the Halo 3 uh, official soundtrack. 
Yeah, uh, official so soundtrack. Way to pick a song that's not even in the official game. It is in the official game. For Halo 3 was two eventually, discs. Eventually, eventually. Well, not even eventually. When the game came out, there was two discs. The Mythic disc was the one that you used for playing multiplayer. And this uh, is the song. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. This, 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 was the, this is the main theme of the multiplayer disc. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this was composed by Martin, Marty O'Donnell, also known as Marty the Elder. Uh, in fact, if you played Halo 2, remember the Ivory Tower? I do. Well, Marty Sound Studio, Bungie is called the Ivory Towers, and that's why it was actually named that. Nice. A little, little, little liner note for you. Ooh. Uh, you like those? It's been a while. A little tank tidbit. You're welcome. So, uh, Martin O'Donnell. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like you've just completely abandoned those. Uh, I, I figured I'd bring them back, but you, now you're making me regret it. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 Martin O'Donnell Martin does work for Bungie Studios, so he did the music for Myth and Oni and the whole tri Hell trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh,. But his first game, he came over. He was working with um, his, his Kansas company, Total Audio. They came over. They did the music for Riven. Okay. In '97, uh, he's been video games exclusive ever since. Yeah, nice, uh, uh, nice, nice slow track there too. Nice, obviously very emotional piece that you've picked. Every once in a while, I try to break it down a little bit. It can't be all fun and games. Sometimes you gotta get down to business. Business. Down to business. <laughs> No, I, I like that pick, man. Definitely, um, while I'm not familiar, obviously, I've heard that track before. Of course you have. But uh, it, it's like like I mentioned before, it, it's actually not something that I'm extremely familiar with because I am not a multiplayer gamer for the most part. So I rarely ever put the multiplayer disc in the, the 360. I was thinking about this the other day on a little side. Um it was almost impossible to get Brian to play Halo with me back in the day. Yeah, I don't play multiplayer games that often. It was, it, it, it was close to impossible. I, I, you know, I was like, hey, we're getting this game. He, he bought it. He got it. We played it. Of course. It. I, yeah, I played it. I jump in. I play multiplayer when it first comes out because at that point, when multiplayer first comes out, I'm, I am I can be on the same level as everyone else because everyone's just learning the controls. Everyone's just learning how to do things. But after a week or two, and people start getting better and better at these games. I never tend to get better and better at multiplayer games. I just kind of stay flat and, and, and my, my, I don't have the skills for multiplayer games. I'm not that good at it. Like the best I've ever gotten for multiplayer was Warcraft. And wh while that does take some, some level of skill to know your rotation and that kind of stuff, um, it, it's not requiring pristine movements. It's not requiring, you know, like no scoping an enemy or anything like that. So it's, I've never been good at first-person shooters. That's just how it is. I'm good at the stories for first-person shooters. I'm good against AI, but I've never been good multiplayer for first-person shooters. I just never have been. Never will be. Everybody has their genre. Yeah, mine is JRPGs. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, like I said, great track, man. I always obviously love emotional stuff like that, and uh, it, it, that, that did make me feel nostalgic for the Halo franchise, and, and specifically for Halo 3, the original Halo trilogy for the most part. Um, so, so it was kind of fun hearing that, and I, I really, I really do hope that Microsoft is able to turn things around with Halo Six because I think Halo Five was was very just meh, was very middle of the road. So I, I'm really hopeful for Halo Six and that it will uh, it will bring things back. But um, I'm gonna close the episode out with something that I that I've been dying to play here, and I got shut down last time I wanted to pick this because I wasn't allowed to pick something with a retro feel to it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you have my blessing. <laughs> um, Shovel Knight is one of the greatest achievements, I think, right now in, in modern his in modern gaming when it comes to something that has a retro feel to it. And 
the track that I'm going to close out with is called Strike the Earth, which is the track from the Plains of Passage from the original Shovel Knight. It was composed by Jake Kaufman. Jake Kaufman is such an amazing composer for, for only being in his mid-30s. I think he's only 36 years old. Um, just the chops that he has on a man, what he's able to do, like his resume is stellar for the music that he's produced. And it just, we don't even like, we could just start with recent years. I mean, he, he goes all the way back to 2000. So he's been doing this for, for 18 years. So he's been composing since the age of, uh, what, 18, which is crazy to think about. But uh, he's, he's currently working on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the new Castlevania type of game yes. coming out from Koji Igarashi sometime later this year. Uh, he, he does the music for the Shantae series, which I, I love those games. I actually played a track from Shantae Half Genie Hero uh, on, on a previous episode of Radio Hour. That was another Jake Kaufman episode or not episode, but another Jake Kaufman pick. Uh, yes. So he did that that soundtrack. He did uh, the Crypt of the Necrodancer soundtrack. He did the... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Danger of Ooze soundtrack, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, obviously Shovel Knight and all of its DLC. Uh, he did DuckTales Remastered. He did that complete soundtrack. Uh, he did the Silent Hill Book of Memory soundtrack, Darkstalkers Resurrection, Retro City Rampage, Double Dragon Neon, uh, Saints Row the Third, Mighty Switch Force, Blood Rain Betrayal. Um, he, he did the SpongeBob games. He did, obviously, any of the Shantae games. Shantae's Risky Revenge. Uh, he did Red Faction Gorilla. Uh, I'm back in uh, 2007 now. He did Surf's Up. I think Jessica has that game on PS2. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Surf's Up actually has some really good songs in it. I, uh, I'm saying Jake Kaufman's I, really good. I, which, which makes sense now that you said it. I, I, say, I, I can remember, actually remember that soundtrack. Yeah. And there's, there actually are some really good songs on that soundtrack. Yeah, Jake Kaufman <laughs> is really, really good. His first ever composition was from the Game Boy Color version of Cubert. But uh, yeah, so we're going to close out with uh, with this track from Shovel Knight. And if you haven't played Shovel Knight or if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, it is absolutely worth listening to. This game is phenomenal. The soundtrack is stellar. And I I, I, I really don't know a whole lot of people that haven't actually heard of Shovel Knight. But if you haven't, you got to check this out, man. Uh, Jake, Jake Kaufman did some, did some amazing work with the soundtrack. But uh, I do think that's going to bring us to the close of this episode of Radio Hour Volume 7. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. As I mentioned at the beginning, BG Mania is uploaded on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. Leaving us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so on either iTunes or Google Play helps us out tremendously in terms of search results. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. That's also the same address you can send song requests to, bgmania at leveldowngames.com. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information. And finally, over at Twitch.tv slash LevelDownGames for all of our live streams. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, a video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. 
The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday, the Top 10 Series every Friday, and Revisiting the Classics, a weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, unboxings, Let's Plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home on the internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Next week, we're returning to our series episodes, and we're going to be going back to The Legend of Zelda. We'll be doing part four of our Legend of Zelda series, and we're actually going to be bunching up a ton of games within part four. So we're going to be looking at music from Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, the Four Swords Adventure Games, and Triforce Heroes. But don't worry, it's not going to be a mega episode. It's still going to be 20 tracks, but we're just going to pick and choose from those games uh, just because we're going to get those ones out of the way. That way we can focus on some other ones in the future. So part four, we're going to be focusing on all those Legend of Zelda games. But uh, taking us out of this episode, once again, we have Strike the Earth, Planes of Passage from Shovel Knight. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.